Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Just point to the logo on my chest and tell him Slammy, ego, Slammy, ego, Slammy, ego, Slammy, ayy Hit it up hard, hit him with strike From the national anthem to the bottom of the night I'm in Slammy, ego, Slammy, ego, Slammy, ego, Slammy, ayy You already know what's up, what's that another home run? What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 336 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden here with you on this Monday, February 13th, 2023. Hopefully everyone is doing well. They enjoyed their weekend. Football season is over. The Super Bowl is over. And now we can get to baseball, right? We can get to the Padres. We already have Xander Bogarts, some of that uh, video circulating on social media of him at spring training in Peoria already. Fernando Tatis Jr., he is already in spring training. I was seeing on an Instagram story, it looks like he is definitely a Nike athlete now. Bunch of Nike shoes and all that. So uh, that'll be fun to watch him, obviously, when he gets back on the field. And that's a big storyline in spring training. Joe Musgrove's there already. Uh, Seth Lugo had to report today. Nabil Chrismat had to report today. Um, who else am I missing? Uh, Darvish is already going to Japan. Um, who are the other pitchers? I'm sure Nick Martinez is there. But today was the report date for pitchers. Brett Sullivan had to report. Today was the report date for pitchers and catchers to be at spring training. Pitchers and catchers that... Uh, are going to be participating in the World Baseball Classic. Regular pitchers and catchers, so like Austin Nola, Luis Camposano, guys that aren't going to be in the World Baseball Classic, their report date, I believe, is on either Wednesday or Thursday. It's later this week. Um, and then we get spring trainings rolling on February 24th. So uh, thank you for joining. The main thing I wanted to do today, and obviously questions, comments, you can put them in the chat. Great way to support the channel is the super chat button. But a great, uh, or the, the uh, well, it is a great discussion. My main discussion that I wanted to have today was the Padres opening day roster, kind of projecting that, predicting what that roster will look like. Uh, so I will get to that. I did want to point out that Kevin AC in the San Diego Union Tribune earlier today, he did put out a, a piece on some notes. Something about Drew Pomerantz was in there, and then there were some starting pitching notes. 
Uh, the Padres, according to Kevin AC sources, have had recent contact with the agents for both Michael Walker and Cole Hamels. Michael Walker, there was that report out that he was looking for two years, 30 mil, so like $15 million a year. And that is too much for Michael Walker. And I guess he has lowered his sights a little bit. Uh, that's what the article was saying. And so I'd be interested in Michael Walker on like a one-year deal. I don't want to be giving this guy, you know, three, four years. And Cole Hamels, I mean, he's definitely past his prime. And maybe a minor league deal for Cole, Ham for Cole Hamels. I don't think he's a guy that I'd be, you know, wanting to give this major league guaranteed deal to. That, he, he would just be a question mark. Like, I'd like to add him, you know, San Diego guy. I'd like to add him and be an option. But, eh, I, it's not like I'd be like, oh my gosh, this is a great high upside move. He would just be another guy that could probably eat some innings and compete for, compete alongside Julio Tehran for like a six starter spot if the Padres go to a six starter. Uh, Bob Melvin, he spoke to the media earlier today. And one of the things that he was saying was that they have not decided, the Padres, they have not decided on if they will go to a five-man rotation or if they're going to go to a six-man. That has not been decided yet. Um, maybe they go to a six-man, but they're going to need, I think they'd have to bring in another starter for that to happen. Or they would need Martinez and Lugo to pitch really well and Morhone to like pitch really well. There's going to have to be a reason why they go to a six-man rotation. It's not going to be the Padres just saying, well, let's have Julio Tehran be the six starter, even though he sucked in spring training, just to have six guys and give guys you know, another day of rest. I think they'll do five men if, if there's not a reason to go to a six-man, if that makes sense. And that leads me into my first Padres spring training roster projection, my first spring training roster, or my first opening day uh, Opening day roster prediction. Um, I'll probably do a few of these throughout spring training. This I figured the first day of spring training for the Padres. First day, Padres pitchers, catchers uh, that they are reporting. World Baseball Classic pitchers, catchers reporting to camp. I figured it would be a great day to uh, do my first opening day roster prediction. So let's get that started. Uh, We'll start with the catchers, then the infield, then designated hitter, then the outfield, then starting pitchers, and then relievers. Uh, so starting with the catchers, I think it'll be Austin Nola as the starting catcher. And I think even if Luis Camposano has a great spring training, I think they'd still go with Austin Nola as the starting catcher, just based on familiarity. And I, I think Nola has deserved that. I don't think Camposano, if he has a good spring, I don't think he deserves to be starting catcher right out of the gate. I think he can eventually be the starting catcher, but I don't think he deserves it right out of the gate. So Nola and then Campy, a big question in spring training is what are we going to see from Luis Camposano? Um, is he going to earn significant playing time this year, or is he just going to be filling in for Nola a couple days a week uh, to give Nola some time off? And he's playing catcher for the Padres because he has to. Is it going to be because he has to, or is it going to be because he's earned it and he's actually like starting not just two times a week or one that Sunday day game, 
he's starting the Wednesday day game. No, he's starting when Musgrove's on the mound. Can Darvish trust him? Maybe Darvish just goes to Nola the whole year. He, he's, he's different, right, with all the pitches that he has. Um, but is Snell pitching to Campy? Is Martinez and Lugo pitching to Campy at some point this year? I think that's going to be uh, something to watch for, obviously, in spring training and going into the beginning of this Padres regular season. So those are the two for me. Brett Sullivan, uh, he'll be in El Paso, I think. Uh, what's his name? Pedro Severino, the catcher that they signed to, I think it was a minor league deal, invite to spring training. Um, he, he's caught in the big leagues before for the Orioles, for the Nationals, multiple teams. He has the experience. I think they'll put him in AAA. Uh, with Brett Sullivan, and he can come up if something happens. So those are the two catchers I have, Nola and Campy. On the infield, uh, Manny Machado, Sander Bogarts, Hassan Kim, Jake Cronenworth, and Brennan Dixon. Manny, obviously, starting third baseman. A question that we have, that a lot of Padres fans have, this spring training is, is he going to get an extension done or are the Padres going to work something out? It seems like he'd want something done before the season starts just to not distract him from that, because he told the media at FanFest, an extension, getting a new contract done, that's not going to be my top priority when the season starts. And it shouldn't be, right? His priority should be helping his team win on the field. Um, so hopefully they can get one done before the season begins. Uh, Bogart's obviously the starting shortstop. He'll be the shortstop for this year, I would think. Uh, Hassan Kim starting second baseman as of now. Jake Cronenworth starting first baseman as of now. Um, with the shift going well, going well. With the shift going away, the first having first baseman, second baseman on the right side. There's not going to be a shortstop on the that side of the field. There's not going to be third baseman on that side of the field. You're not going to have Manny Machado uh, in short right field, right? You're not going to have Xander Bogarts playing second base and having Cronenworth play in shallow right field, right? Like we saw at times last year where we had a shortstop playing uh, on the right. If you're looking at it from, let's say you're sitting in the stands from behind home plate, you had the shortstop on the right side of second base and you had Cronenworth playing in shallow right field and you had the first baseman at first. You're not going to see that. It's going to be just like you're going to watch a high school baseball game Shortstops playing at shortstop, third baseman's playing at third base, second baseman's playing at second base, first baseman's playing at first base. They can shift, like the second baseman and the first baseman, they can shift on that side of their base, and they, but they have to be on the dirt. Um, so I, th I think you're going to see less of the, those type of shift. I, I think you're going to see most players playing regular positions, I think. Uh, Brandon Dixon I have getting that bench infield spot partly because Eggy Rosario. Maybe I would have given it to Brandon Dixon anyway, but part of the reason why I'm giving it to Dixon is because Eggy Rosario is going to be out. He had that fractured ankle that he suffered while he was training uh, this offseason, unfortunately, and that was something I was looking forward to, uh, the Eggy Rosario-Brandon Dixon competition for one of the bench infield spots. I was going to be looking towards it. I was looking forward to that uh, in spring training, but if Brandon Dixon plays okay, I think he's going to be the bench infielder. Um, and there, there's other guys like Matt Carpenter that can play the infield, right? Uh, 
and we'll we'll get to him and Cruz here in a sec. Uh, but yeah, Dixon, he seems like the main option. Like, who, who are the other options? Max Schrock, I think is his name, that uh, the Padres signed on, I think it was a minor league deal earlier this offseason. He played for the Reds a little bit at the major league level, but it seems like it's Brandon Dixon. Brandon Dixon can play the outfield too, uh, so that helps. I think he DH'd a little bit in September last year as well. I, if he's DHing at the beginning of the season, something went wrong, right? Injuries happened, and you obviously don't want that to happen. I don't see him DHing, uh, but he can do that. He can DH, can play infield, can play outfield. So that that will help him. The versatility. AJ Preller loves the versatility. I'm sure the coaching staff loves the versatility. So I see Dixon making the roster. Um, my two DHs, Matt Carpenter and Nelson Cruz. You could have Matt Carpenter in the outfield. You could have Matt Carpenter in the infield. I don't know how much of outfield time Matt Carpenter is going to get in spring training or how much outfield time he's going to get at the beginning of the regular season with Tatis being suspended for the first 20 games. Um, but he's he, when Tatis comes back, like Carpenter, he's DH. Carpenter, Cruz. The Padres, they want them to be a platoon DH. They want that, that. That's the situation that they want there. With Carpenter hitting against righties and Nelson Cruz hitting against lefties. That makes a good DH platoon. Like Both guys, Carpenter has much better numbers against righties than lefties. Cruz has much better numbers against lefties than righties. So it, it makes sense. Uh, so not a whole lot of discussion there on the, the DHs. Like That's just, that's who's on the roster. They sign him to major league deals. I love the Nelson Cruz deal. How can you hate that deal? Like if he sucks, it's $1 million. Like you're not, it's not like it's Eric Cosmer where it's $13 million, right? And he's taking up a roster spot. I know the Padres, they still have to pay most of the contract for him not to play for the Padres, but I'd rather have Matt Carpenter be on the roster, right? I'd rather have Nelson Cruz here on the roster. Um, so that's the DH situation. The outfield, I have four outfielders. Uh, Jose Zocar is not one of them. Uh, I have Juan Soto, Trent Grisham, David Dahl, and Adam Engel. I don't have a Zocar because I think Adam Engel is just a better version of Jose Zocar. Adam Engel has speed. He's good, really good defensively in center field. Uh, he has, he's better. I think he's a little bit better offensively at the plate. Obviously at the plate. That's what offense is. Um, I think Adam Engel is better. He's a better overall player than Jose Azokar is. So I think Azokar will probably start the season in El Paso at the minor league level. Um, and then Soto obviously playing probably left field. He, he, he has said that he wants to probably play at one position. And so I think Soto would be in left, Grish in center, and then David Dahl in right field or Adam Engel in right field. It, it, I think it depends. David Dahl, I think he's a lefty, right? Let me double check that. David Dahl. Yeah, he's a lefty. So maybe if a righty's on the mound, they have David Dahl in right field because Angle is a righty. So if a lefty's on the mound, they go with Angle at the plate and they go with Nelson Cruz as a DH. And then if a lefty's on the mound, they go with Carpenter, or no, if a righty's on the mound, they go with Carpenter, and they go with Dahl, lefty, they go with Cruz, and they go with 
angle. Hopefully I got that right. I think I got the platoons right there. Um, so that's who I have. Again, I don't have a Zoker on. Um, I think he can help the team at some point in the season, you know, with the speed and all that. But Preller, he went out and got another Jose Zokar, probably a better Jose Zokar in Adam Engel. And a guy who's he has more major league outfield experience than Jose Zokar does. And I think a Zokar, he has plenty of options remaining, I think. I'm going to double check that with the Zokar here. Hold on one second here. I'm going to fan graphs to double check. Azokar, yeah, he has two more options left, so they can set him down. So that's the outfield. Starting pitching situation, I'm going to go with Darvish, Musgrove, Snell, Martinez, Lugo. There's not a whole lot to elaborate on there. We know, oh, is that a voice crack there? Wow, sorry. Um, Darvish, obviously the ace, Musgrove, another ace, Snell. Hopefully he has a better first half, more consistent first half. I mean, and consistent, I mean, a, I mean consistent in a good way. Uh, has a consistent first half, more consistent season overall. Uh, and he'll be the three starter and then Martinez and Lugo for five. I don't know. If they're going to go with the six-man, like I said earlier, Bob Melvin told the media that they have not made a decision on if they're going to have a five-man rotation or if they're going to have a six-man. But these are the five starters. Like the Padres, they agreed with Seth Lugo that when he signed here, he was going to get a chance to start in spring training and he was going to get a, a chance to start at the beginning of the regular season. They didn't guarantee that he was going to start the whole year but they gave that guarantee, so he's going to be in there. Nick Martinez is going to be in there, obviously assuming health. And Lugo, he's going to be pitching for Team Puerto Rico in the WBC. So when I'm watching those games, because I'm a big WBC guy, I, I'm, I'm going to love watching that. Uh, when I'm watching Seth Lugo, I, I'm hoping to see him pitch well, obviously. I, I'm just more, What I more care about is him being healthy and then pitch well when he comes back and he's doing pitch calm and all that, uh, you know, communicating with the catchers and going into the season, he's pitching really well. Uh, WBC, you want him to pitch well, but then if he comes back to spring training and then sucks, what does that really mean, you know? And spring training, I'm not saying, like, if he dominates spring training, he's going to be dominating starting as a starting pitcher in the rotation when the regular season starts. But I'd rather see him pitching well in spring training going into the season, right, than him sucking. So we'll see how he pitches. I don't think he's going to remain in the rotation the entire year, or at least in the first five. And I don't see them going with a six-man rotation the whole season. So I think Nick Martinez has a better chance, as I've said many times here over the past few weeks, past few months in this offseason. I think Martinez has a better chance of staying in the rotation uh, long term this season than Nick, uh, than uh, excuse me, than Seth Lugo does. So those are the five: Darvish, Musgrove, Snell, Martinez, and Lugo. As for the bullpen, Josh Hader, he's the closer. We know that. I don't expect him to come back after 2023. So just get the most that you can out of him. That's what my message would be if I was AJ Preller to Bob Melvin. Just get the most that you can out of Josh Hader this year. Have hopefully as a career year. And then he's a free agent. Okay, wish you the best. Uh, hopefully he makes the final out and the Padres win the World Series. And the Josh Hader 
tenure with the Padres will be a success. I don't see him coming back. But as for this year, he's the closer. They brought back Robert Suarez on that five-year deal. He's going to be the closer some games this year, right? I don't think Hayter's going to close every game, every win, right? And hopefully there's a lot of them for the Padres this year. Suarez can close, um, and then he'll be the closer probably next year. That's, uh, that's why they gave him that contract, I would think. Uh, and I like the contract. He's pitching really, really well. Um, I, I like what I've seen out of him so far. Luis Garcia, I think he'll be probably the seventh inning guy. Drew Pomerantz, I have him in my bullpen for the Padres opening day roster. Uh, Drew Pomerantz, he's likely to be limited at the beginning of spring training here, but he is expected to be ready for opening day. He's expected to be ready by opening day. That's what I was reading in the Union Tribune from Kevin AC this morning. That's what I think Bob Melvin told the media this morning. So that's good that he's going to be ready by opening day, but I can't sit here and say expect greatness and expect great health out of Drew Pomerantz in 2023 because we just haven't seen it. You know, He's going to have to show it to us on the field, on the mound, that he can stay healthy for us to say, yeah, give this guy – you know, just send this guy in for seventh, eighth inning role, you know, for a seventh, eighth inning role and have him overtake Luis Garcia. You know, he's going to have to show that he can be healthy. Um, what was his last, his last season that he had over 40 appearances was 2019. 2020, yeah, that was a short year. Um but he's still pit. Yeah, okay. 20 games in a 60 game season. 2021, 27 games. Right? He, had, he got hurt. I think it was the flexor tendon surgery that he had. So I can't rely on Drew, but I think he can survive spring training and he'll be on the opening day roster. They're paying him a good amount of money. So hopefully he can show up this year. Tim Hill, great guy. I, I'm, I mean, give this guy the. He needs to be the Padres representative for what's the what's the like Walter Payton Award for Major League Baseball? Is that I should know this. It's um, the, the Clemente Award, right? Roberto Clemente Award. That should be the, the Padres finalist this year should be Tim Hill with all of the events that he's going to at every Padres offseason event. Like he was there. The blood drive, obviously Fan Fest, but other stuff. He he's there all the time. And I'm not just talking about Fan Fest weekend where all the players were in the community, which was amazing. That was great to see, but I'm talking like things in the off season, like months. He stays here in San Diego. So that was really cool to see. But yeah, Tim Hill, I think he's going to have the same role that he did last year. Steven Wilson, he'll probably have the same role that he had the majority of last year. I know at the beginning of the year, he was having, he was some high leverage innings that he was um, tasked with from Bob Melvin because he was pitching really well. But I think, what innings was he pitching? Kind of like sixth inning, uh, seventh inning sometimes last year at some points. I think you could see that. Um, sixth inning, after a starter goes five, you could see Wilson come in. Um, so I, I, I see him being in the bullpen. And then Adrian Morahone, hopefully he stays healthy, right? That's, that's a question mark with him. I think, now, look, we don't know if they're going to go to a six-man, 
I think if they do, he could be a candidate to start then. Or they could have Tehran or Honeywell, someone like that. Wilmer Font, someone, uh, Jay Groom, have someone like that be the sixth man. And they could have Adrian Morahone, even if there isn't a six man rotation, they could have Adrian, uh, yeah, Morahone uh, piggyback Lugo or piggyback Snell, because we know he has some slow starts to seasons, piggyback Martinez. Um, so maybe we see that with Morahone, but he, he's on the roster if he's healthy. And Jose Lopez, I see him getting that eighth and final spot in the bullpen because he's a Rule 5 guy. I, I'm, I'd be lying to you if I sat here and said that I know a bunch about Jose Lopez, but it seems like the Padres really like him. Um, and so he's going to be on the roster. If he's not on the roster, that means that they sent him back to Tampa because that's what the Rule 5 is. You have to have him on your team for the entirety of the season. If you don't, then you have to give him back. I believe that's what it is. You have to give him back to the team that you got him from in the Rule 5 draft, which happened at the winter meetings in San Diego uh, earlier this offseason. So that's the bullpen. So just to recap, catchers, Nola and Campy. This is my first roster prediction. Uh, first day of spring training here. Nola and Campy for the catchers. Manny, Kim, Bogarts, Crony, and Dixon in the infield. Carpenter and Cruz at DH. Great platoon there. Soto, Grish, Dahl, and Angle in the outfield. Darvish, Musgrove, Snell, Martinez, and Lugo in the rotation. And the bullpen, Hayter, Suarez, Garcia, Pomerantz, Hill, Wilson, Morahone, and Jose Lopez. If you disagree, who do you disagree with? Let me know here in the YouTube comments, uh, live or on replay, or if you're listening to the podcast, you can let me know on social media, at Talking Friars on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, love talking with Padres fans. Any questions that you guys have, feel free to put them in the comments, and I will get to those now, or in a little bit, after this message from Gaglione's. This episode is sponsored by Gaglione Bros Famous Cheese Steaks and Garlic Fries. Their main location is on Friars Road, and you can visit gaglionebros.com for their menu and contact information. You can also enjoy their cheesesteaks and fries at Petco Park and inside Snapdragon Stadium. All right, let's get to the comments in the chat here. Hi, Randall. I'm doing good. How are you? Baseball is right around the corner. How are you not doing good, right? With the anticipation for this season? Oh, I'm I'm excited for this year. Uh, Charles with a question here. Is Josh Hader the closer? Yes, definitely. Yeah. he's. Uh, I was surprised he wasn't ranked a top 100 player in baseball by MLB Network. I was surprised that he was not ranked in the top 10 for relievers in baseball by MLB Network. Like, I know that the ERA numbers don't look great. But... That's because he struggled last year a little bit in parts of the year. But this guy, I mean, if you go through, I'll go through the game logs for Josh Hader. This guy is an elite reliever. You look at the sample size from the past three years and what you think he's going to do in 2023, like he's a top 10 reliever. Um, yeah, you look at the numbers like the war last year, that's misguiding, like negative one, uh, negative one war. The ERA is definitely misguiding, five, two, two. That doesn't tell the whole story. Yeah, he sucked when he came to the Padres initially. You know, like giving up home runs to guys that have never hit home runs in the big leagues before, just sucking, just 
Essing the bed against the Nationals back-to-back nights. Uh, that outing against the Royals where Meyer, Will Myers, yeah, Will, came into the game and got more outs than Josh Hader did. Like, that's how bad it was. So the ERA is going to be inflated. But if you look at his numbers, beginning of the year, end of the year, postseason, he is a top 10 reliever in baseball. He's like a top five reliever in baseball. He's right up there with Edwin Diaz and Emmanuel Class A, I, I think. Um, so, yeah, you just look at his game logs here. I'll share my screen to, so you guys can see it. I don't know how great this looks on YouTube here. That's all right. So, Hater, look at the beginning of the year. Did not allow a run in April. In May, did not allow a run. Allowed three runs in June. And then that's where it started, right? Middle of July, three runs allowed, six runs allowed. Um, then when he got to the Padres, right? The Royals game, that's the one I'm, I was talking about earlier. One out, six runs allowed, two walks. Not great. But then he turned it around. That Giants outing where he got that save and Padres fans that were watching that game, we were like, what the heck? Well, I wasn't. I, I thought I tweeted. I remember tweeting in that moment that I, I thought Josh Hader was going to get the save. I have confidence in him. And he got the save. Some people were like, how are you putting him in this situation? Some thought that uh, I remember some people saying that he's not going to be he's not going to pitch in a high leverage situation again in the regular season. Not going to happen. And I totally disagreed with that. And like less than a week later, he was pitching in a high leverage situation. That's why players love Bob Melvin, right? The trust. Um, and he, So he got that save. And then you look at the month of September, he allowed one earned run. The last, what is that? The last nine and a third innings, the last uh, 10 games, 10 appearances for Josh in the regular season, nine and third innings, no earned runs, 13 strikeouts, a zero ERA. And then if we go to the postseason and look at his game logs for 2022, no runs in game three of the wild card, no runs game two of the NLDS, no runs game three of the NLDS, no runs game four. And then NLCS game two, no runs. Did not allow an earned run in the postseason. The last eight guys that he faced were strikeouts. And MLB Network's going to sit here and say he's not a top 10 reliever. Stop. So, yes, Charles, to answer your question, yeah, he's definitely the closer. Uh, JT Snod here with the question, chances for a Profar or Alfaro return? Well, Alfaro, for now, it's 0% because he's on a minor league deal, I believe, with the Red Sox. And he has a chance to make the Red Sox roster as, I think, a backup, a backup catcher. Who is the Red Sox starting catcher? Christian Vasquez, they traded, and then he went to the Twins. Uh, Reese McGuire is the Red Sox starting catcher, I guess. Nine hitter. So, yeah, Alfaro, non-roster invitee to spring training. He has a chance to be their backup catcher. So, good for him. Uh, and then Profar. Yeah, with Profar, I mean, I, I don't give it a 0% chance, but I, I, I think the Padres, they're comfortable going with Adam Engel. 
with David Dahl, with Zokar, with Grisham, with Soto, as the group of guys competing for roster spots. Obviously, Soto and Grisham, they're on the roster. Angle, he's on the roster, I would think. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, they're good with those guys competing for spots, being that group of outfielders. Um, and then they get Tatis back to be an outfielder 20 games in. I don't see them going to Profar before Tatis returns. Uh, unless it's like one year and it's like seven mil, like what the deal was going to be if he had opted into that contract. But if he continues to ask for like 15 mil in a year, he's not going to get it from the Padres at least. And it doesn't seem like other teams want to give him that unless it's like a one-year deal. But even if it is a one-year deal for like 15 mil, there were a lot of teams in baseball, probably most teams in baseball, they might be looking for an outfielder, but they're not desperate for an outfielder because the offseason's over. Right, teams are having players report. Uh, report. They're having players report to spring training now, this week. So yeah, spring training it's here. So the off season's over. So teams have their rosters pretty built out. So uh, yeah, Profar's gonna have to just like Michael Walker. He's gonna have to lower that ask. Um, for teams to want him and be really interested there, there's not a whole lot of interest in profile right now i don't see him coming back to the padres to answer that jay uh trevor with the question here do you think a juan soto extension is coming soon i don't no i think a manny extension can come soon i think it, I, i'm definitely hoping it will i have confidence that a manny extension will come soon but a soto extension no i, I don't have confidence that a soto extension is going to come I think that Hector Gomez was kind of trolling Padres fans a little bit. Was that last week? Last weekend? When he had that picture, Padres forever up with Tatis, Manny, and Soto. Maybe he knows that Soto wants to come to, back to the Padres and he's going to sign an extension at some point in the next couple years. But, like, is it coming soon? Like, before the season or 2023? I don't think it's coming at all in 2023. Maybe it comes 2023 in like December if Otani signs before the extension, but I don't see Soto sign an extension before Otani agrees to a contract because he wants that to be at least what he gets. He's younger than Otani. Uh, he's a better, probably pure hitter than Otani is. Um, yeah, uh, Boris is his agent, um, and players they just want they want to be viewed better than other players. Uh, I, I think Otani is a better overall talent than Soto is because of what he can do, uh, pitching, hitting, but I think Soto's a better hitter than Otani is, like just pure hitter. Um, and so he has that right, and he's like four years younger. There's no reason for him to rush into an extension right now, and there's no reason for the Padres to have that be their priority over Manny Machado right now, if that makes sense. So no, I, I don't see that happening. Uh, Ryan here with the question, you think we will sign Michael Walker? Um, I would say no, because there are going to be other, I think the Cubs might be interested in him. I don't know what other teams are. I would just say no, because I think the Padres are fine with the group that they have, seeing what Morahone can give them, seeing what Jay Groom can give them, seeing what Ryan Weathers can give them. I, I still think they believe in Ryan Weathers. Yeah, last year sucked, but... Hopefully, he comes in and he's improved in spring training here, uh, seeing what Brett Honeywell can give them. Like, they're high on Honeywell. I'm high on Honeywell. Um, 
And I, I, I really do love the talent. He just has to stay healthy. Like, when he's out there, he can pitch really well. He just has to stay healthy. Um, what other depth guys? Wilmer Font. Like, I think they're okay with the talent that they have and seeing how it plays out. If Waka's still unsigned during the season and they don't like the depth options that they have and Seth Lugo's not working, then I could think, I think maybe that will heat up. You know, those talks will heat up um, between the Padres and Michael Waka. Cole Hamels, maybe they sign him, but that's like a minor league deal. That's like Julio Tehran. Like, okay, we'll sign you, but you're going to have to pitch really well to make the roster. And if you don't, and you pitch, eh, okay, fine, then you'll probably go to El Paso. And if you're okay with doing the bus rides at that age, then good on you. Um, but I don't see a major league deal coming for Hamels uh, and Waka. I would lean towards no. Uh, that, yeah, that's probably their plan B. What did AC say? Their plan A is, let me double check what he said. Their plan A is like, it's it's just the current group of guys that they have. Just seeing what the the current group that they have. Plan okay, here it is. So he says plan A seems to be to work through at least the early portion of spring training uh, and see where Jay Groom, Brent Honeywell, Reese Kinnear, Kinnear's another guy I forgot to mention, Julio Tehran, and or Ryan Weathers fit. Uh, and plan B is it seems like Waka and Cole Hamels. So they don't have. They, those guys are free agents, obviously. They wouldn't have to trade Grisham or Kim to get someone like that. It would just be signing them, spending money. And they have more money, right? Because of the Darvish extension, that's $18 million to AAV there instead of, what would it have been, like 22 this year or something like that? Over $20 million would have been the AAV. Now it's less than that, so they saved more money. So I think they're like $7 million under the 273 number now. They're at 266.3. I don't know if that takes into account the Darvish extension and the adjusted salary for this year, the AAV, uh, but a little over 266 mil. So they have some room. They have a little less than $7 million of room. So if Hamill's is willing to take like a, a really small deal, then yeah, I'd welcome it as just another option. But I, I want to see what those depth guys can give the Padres. See, see what, see what the Padres have there. Uh, JT Snod asks, if Snell starts slow, do you see a possible trade? Uh, since there seems to be no interest in an extension. Um, no, I, I don't see a trade happening because Blake Snell, we know that. If he starts slow, that doesn't mean he's going to be slow the entire year. Am I going to be irritated that he's starting slow? Probably. Are other Padres fans going to be irritated that he's starting slow? Probably. Uh, because we, we know that he has a lot of talent, and we just want to see that consistently. But we also know that he pitches better in the second half of the season. And the real Blake Snell comes out like the, the maybe not, the, yeah, the real Blake Snell. Um, the better version of Blake Snell comes out as the season progresses. And the Padres, they're trying to win it all, right? They're trying to go all in. So you don't trade a guy that can really help you in the postseason, a guy that can have a 13-strikeout game in September as you're going into the postseason. You don't trade that just because he has a slow start when he's had a slow start, what, every year that he's been a Padre? 
right? It's not like the slow. It's not. It, it would be one thing if the slow start was something that was consistent in a full season. That's not what I see from Blake. I see the slow start being a slow start, not a slow season in full. They could get something back, but I think you're hurting the team if you trade Snell. Uh, Ryan with the question here, is Honeywell a power pitcher? Power pitcher, excuse me. Uh, he, he does have velocity, but he does have a nasty, what is it, a, a, a forkball? Is that what it is? Or a, it's either, it's a, he's known for one major pitch. Let me, I'm looking that up right now. Um, screwball that's i think the screwball is his big pitch i think i think that's what it is i might be wrong but i think that's the pitch where he was using that in the futures game and striking out like vlad jr you're striking out everyone with that that's that's his like really key that's the pitch that like separates him so for me with him it, it's about him being healthy i can't wait to see him pitch in spring training with the padres uh, Irie says, how about bringing back Luke Voigt for a million bucks to back up Jake, play some DH, Cruz is a dinosaur, it's going to be DH and sub for right field, Matt Carpenter is a dinosaur. I don't think Cruz is going to be playing the outfield at all. Um, if you're going to have him sub for the outfield, just go use Adam Engel or David Dahl or Jose Zocar. Like, yeah, Cruz is, Cruz is going to be DHing. Like, that's, that's what he's doing. Um, Carpenter would be playing... Maybe some outfield before Tatis returns. He'll play first base when Crony's at second base against some tough righties. If they don't want Kim in the lineup, um, I, I don't see Voigt coming back right now, at least because it, it doesn't fit. They have two DHs with Carpenter and Cruz. They have uh, Carpenter that can play first base, which is what Voigt could do if he came. Um, Carpenter could play first if Cronenworth's not playing there. They have Cronenworth at first base, obviously. So I don't see Voight as a as a fit. You know, Cruz took up that spot. So Voight and Voight can go start some places for like rebuilding teams. Probably he could go start somewhere. I I I don't know where right now. I could, I could probably do research on that in a little uh, a little later at some point. But um, he would have a bigger role elsewhere, definitely. Uh, Gil says plan A is to trade for another frontline starter, which hasn't happened yet. Well, yeah, I mean, for like when we're looking like down the line for the World Series, yeah, you'd want another starting pitcher, frontline starter. But the plan A for the Padres, AC's talking about the plan A and plan B for right now, like going into the season. Going into the season, the Padres' plan A, I don't, I don't think is a frontline starter. I think they do want to see what Honeywell and what Kinnear and Weathers and Groom, what they have, Morhone. they Yeah, I think that is their plan A going into the year. Now, before the trade deadline, plan A is not the depth. Plan A is going and getting a frontline starter if things aren't working out. Yeah, I agree with that, Gil. He's talking, AC's talking about the plan A being 
what's their plan going into this season? They don't need that frontline starter right now. You need that before the trade deadline if it's clear that that's what the Padres need, which is, that's what it looks like they need right now. Yeah, um, La Pampera Baseball TV says Honeywell was pumping 97.99 in the Dominican uh, Winter League. Yeah, I mean, he had an ERA like under two, I think, in the Winter League. So when he's staying healthy, he pitches well. He has high upside. He just has to stay healthy. Like, I was talking to or messaging back and forth with one of the A's beat writers, uh, Martin Gallegos. He, uh, MLB.com, I believe, is where he writes. And I, I was just asking about Honeywell earlier this offseason, and he was just saying, like, it's help. Like, when he was pitching, um, he liked what he saw. It, it was just the help. That's what it was. All right, I think that's going to do it here at Talking Friars, episode 336. My first opening day roster prediction. I'll probably have a couple more as spring training progresses, maybe after a move is made, um, right before rosters are announced. I'll make that prediction, obviously, probably then. Uh, but yeah, thank you, everyone, for tuning in here on this Monday. Thank you so much for the support. Seriously, thank you. I really do appreciate it. And have a great rest of your day, everyone. Go Padres. See ya.